Today on Think Jargon, Stuart is going to talk about the philosophy of a marketing video. Specifically, he's going to talk about the gap between the marketing company and the company that is actually doing the deliverables for a company. There sometimes is a gap that needs to be closed, and Stuart's going to talk about that today on Think Jargon. Think Jargon is a podcast about marketing, sales, and content creation. If acronyms like SEO, PPC, and CRM make your head spin, then this podcast is for you. We cut through the jargon used by fancy agencies to help you make sense of the ever-changing world of modern marketing. Thanks for joining us. And now, here are your hosts, inbound marketing expert Jared Broussard and digital content creator Stuart Poulton. Jared, how's your week been? Ah, Stuart, guess what I'm getting into. What are you getting into? So I've gained a little weight, you know. Come on now. Uh, yes, and I'm trying to get healthier. And I've, I've played soccer a, a vast majority of my life. It's my passion outside of marketing. Yeah. And I'm just getting too old to play soccer. My knee has like no cartilage left. Right. Ooh. So I can't go and run. So I've been getting into biking. Really? Yeah. Been yeah. enjoying that? I have. So these hot summer Louisiana afternoons are tough, but it's it's you know it's lowering my blood pressure, so I'm excited about that. Very cool. <laughs> I'm I'm a big tennis nut. I actually have my yeah. first ever tennis tournament I'm playing in tomorrow. So wish okay. me luck, Stuart uh, Agassi, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking more Federer ish. Ah, okay. Oh, funny story before we get into the show today. So um, I've never been star. Well, I was starstruck once. Now my first life was in performing arts. So I used yeah. to be like a dancer on stage for Disney shows and stuff. So there was always like a famous person that was a principal sure. on stage. So I've met a lot of famous people um, in my early life. Anyway, so I'm not starstruck easily. Most famous people are kind of scummy people <clears throat> that in my experience. Anyway, so um, fast forward 10 or so years, I'm working for a local local television station. I'm out filming a news piece. The manships here in town have a yeah. tennis tournament on. I remember that. And um, this guy is playing mm. and I go to interview him as part of the news broadcast thing, right? Wow. And so I go up to this guy and literally I'm the second in line because the media line up to meet this guy, right? And I start, my heart goes like, da, 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 da. You know who the dude was? Pete Sampras. Wow. I grew up watching him play at Wimbledon. Yes. Sampras Agassi, huge rivalry. Dude, I had no, that's the only time I've genuinely been starstruck. Tennis you know, guy. You know the only time I've been starstruck, which is a whole nother story. When you met your we'll, wife. We'll, we'll unpack it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll unpack that on a, another episode. But Shaquille O'Neal. You met that? Yeah, really? Well, he was at LSU sure, at the same time. Sure. So he's just got that physical... Um, are you yeah. sure you weren't just scared? Because the dude's huge. I, I was both. <laughs> all, right, all right, let's get on with the show because we, right. we could chat about it. I haven't seen oh, you in a couple you. of days. So okay. on to the show. Okay. There is a problem, okay, that I've identified. I want to talk about today. There is a chasm that exists between the people that execute a project. Let's call them project principles, okay? And the people tasked with the marketing of the project. So mm. there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a gap that exists between the marketing department and the people that execute projects. As a video guy, <clears throat> excuse me, I see this when I'm brought in to produce a marketing video for the project. The needs of the marketer crash up against the pride of the principles and sometimes conflict can ensue. Have you ever seen this? 
Yes, all the time. Okay, so for example, a group within your company has spent the last five years, let's say, implementing the details of a large plan that markets a new service to an existing territory. So maybe a hospital doing a new thing, they're marketing to existing customers, okay? The five-year plan was a success. The marketing team are bought in to create a video marketing the success to other customers to let the world know about it. The principals, that's the people that implemented the plan, are proud of the hundreds of little details that went into the success and they want that reflected in the marketing video. Sound familiar? Yes. The marketing team feel pressure to accommodate the desires of the principals. However, they know that doing so will dilate, dilute the effectiveness of the marketing video. This is the problem we're talking about today. When I've been privy to this type of a conflict, I found it helpful to, uh, to all involved to take a step back and to kind of think about the philosophy of a marketing video. So today I'd like to share that perspective. If you're a marketer tasked with developing a marketing video and a meeting with the project principles looms, grab a pen and paper. What I'm about to share might just help you navigate that meeting to the outcome you want, which at the end of the day is a marketing video that has a chance of working and a happy team. Hmm. You can have both. And when you say project principles, you're meaning, you know, the the CEOs or yes. higher-ups of that company. Yep, department managers that were in charge of the team that executed the project. These Got are people it. that are emotionally invested in the in the work that it took to do it okay. versus the needs of the marketing video. I like this because I think as a marketing company, we can learn a few things here. Well, let me hit you with a few things that I find helpful. So the first is a reality check, okay? okay. Nobody cares about your baby like you care about your baby. Yep. Basing your decisions, this would be the choices for the marketing video, on the premise that your project is inherently interesting is like forgetting the viewer has a skip button. Yeah. I find that a lot of these principles just that, and rightly so, they've poured a lot of effort and time into the details. The details have been important to them. It's like their baby now. Yeah. No one loves your baby like you love your baby. Though. And it's hard to tell people their baby's ugly. This is true. Um <laughs> I do, though. <laughs> Maybe it's the accident that allows well, me to get away with it. I think the, the art in that is the approach in how you tell a company that their baby is ugly. I think you're right. I think you're right. So point two is another reality check, and that is that nobody likes to be marketed to anymore. Nope. A classic example for me is I cut my cable because I could not stand watching another television commercial. Yep. In fact, I don't mind YouTube throwing up a, a, a television commercial if they give me the countdown of how much I have to endure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, nobody likes to be marketed it's, to it's, anymore. It's interruption. And um, yep. that's why inbound marketing has become so big because um, I, I think people, too, don't mind being marketed to if it's contextual in nature, meaning it's something that they're interested in rather than something that's just interrupting their whole day. Let me continue. I'm just saying we're talking the same language. When, when somebody comes across your video, you are asking them for their attention. Attention is at an all-time premium, as we're all aware. You should be entirely focused on giving the viewer a reason for them to give you their attention. Yep. It's not, we're not, we're not talking about the project here at this point. We're just acknowledging that the viewer you're asking them for the attention, so respect that. Point number three, uh, again, I'm big on reality checks. Customers demand experiences, so give them one with your marketing video. 
an experience kind of at its core should be memorable. An easy way to be memorable is to evoke emotion and or curiosity. I found that if you can if you can generate a person to independently ask a question about what they're seeing, the act of asking the question lodges you in their in their mind. Okay. Um, so um, this can be achieved by reframing a common concept or drawing emotive associations that the viewer hasn't considered before. Interesting. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Good. Four. People connect to stories and not details. Humans think in story form. Recall is better when couched in a narrative. Like when I was a kid, um, I, I like to think that I learned a lot. I'm sure I could have learned more when I was younger. But the word opulent, mm. the word opulent was taught to me using this elaborate story because opulent means grand and luxurious, right? Sure. And the teacher stood up and painted this picture audibly for me about the king lives in an opulent castle, an opulent this, and you walk down the opulent path. And just by teaching it to me in that story form, it became immediately more, more memorable. I think a quote that will summarize this to a T is, um, this was taught to me a long time ago in advertising, facts tell, stories sell. I like it. That's exactly what I'm getting at. I think that if you think about that, if you if you bring that up in a meeting with principals that are, are wanting to share details, it at least opens them up to the potential they may be able to start to see it from your perspective, which is what we're talking about today. Yep. Point number five, people are wired to engage with puzzles. Think about how you can present your story in a way that the viewer doesn't expect. How can you unpack the story of your project in a way that leads the viewer to the larger point or the message you want them to end up with? Nice. So uh, the, earlier on, we mentioned about curiosity being a way to um, stimulate a, a product that's memorable. What we're talking about here is that the human mind, it can't help but try and figure something out. So put your story in a way, put your project in a way where it's not predictable or expected sure. and you'll immediately engage that muscle in a person's brain. That makes sense. Number six, nobody has uh, six minutes or seven minutes or five minutes for anything these days. So keep it short. And this is really tough for principals to understand. Love it though. I think we live in a noisy, noisy world. Um, in advertising, they say we're exposed to over 3000 messages a day. That's everything from something on your pencil to something on your dashboard, to text, to everything that comes across our desk in our minds. 3,000 messages a day. So this is just one of those 3,000. Yeah, keep that in mind. So keep it short. It's a show of respect to the viewer. Even if they don't appreciate it, it's what it is. Editing is simply cutting something in half and then cutting it in half again and cutting it in half again until you lose the story. And then once you get to that edit, go back to the previous one, and that's probably the one you should actually run with. Ah. <laughs> that makes sense. It is. It's true. We're trying to we're trying to convey a message. We're not trying to convey a list of details. Okay, so nobody likes to read anything is point number seven. <clears throat> You're making a video, right? Yep. If you feel it necessary to put text on the screen outside of captions, either think of a way to not do that or just send out a press release. <laughs> It'll be cheaper. Yeah, I agree. I think the natural instinct, um, especially in working with, you know, in television advertising for so long, everyone wants to um, take advantage of the fact that you can put, you know, as they call it, supers or text on the on the screen. So they want to they feel like 
because it's there, they can do it, and you need to sort of resist the temptation. I mean, there's a place for it. Certainly in advertising, you're selling furniture, you need to put the prices on yeah. the stuff. I get it. But we're talking about marketing videos. Oh, and so yeah. I'm, I'm coming at this from, if you're trying to tell a story about um, something that you've done, a project, just, just try to limit the amount of text you put on the screen, short of captions. Um, it's really not, not necessary. Um, point number eight, marketing videos should contain the spirit that drove the success. Mm, tell me more about that, because I'm, I'm not... Okay, so understand what led to the achievement and embody that in your story. Okay. This could be achieved by identifying what it was and then matching it with a similar story and then wrapping your journey around it. Okay. So, you know, people are more likely to be engaged by something that talks about... Um, that talks about the uh, passions of or the motivations of or the reasons for than they are about the things that they had to do to get there. Yeah. You know, so so come at it from that angle. Of course, you've got you you will weave in the details of the project, but come at it from a more human perspective than a you know data driven perspective. And that evokes passion within themselves, so that they can be more, um, you know, animated and um, emotional when they're telling that story. Yeah. Point number nine, marketing videos are well suited to thrive on multiple platforms. However, some platforms require additional work to maximize your video's impact. Specifically, we're talking about captions, okay? There's a, a you need them. Social feeds like Facebook and Instagram will autoplay your video. However, they will autoplay it with no sound. If the audible be critical, and sometimes it is, add captions to the video to all the videos that you post on your social channel. YouTube has a tool called YouTube Studio that you can use to caption your videos after you've uploaded them to the YouTube channel. You can use YouTube Studio to quickly and accurately caption your video, then you can download those captions in other formats for other platforms like Facebook. If your video is really long and you don't want to spend time captioning your video on YouTube Studio, you can go to a service like rev.com, R-E-V.com. It's a, a great option for captioning long format videos, and they even have a free tool to convert um, closed caption files from SRT files, different file formats, and it's completely free at rev.com. Yeah, I think the format's important because when we think of things like Facebook and Instagram and what have you, you're right. Automatically, by default, you're... You know, you think of the mindset that the person's in when they are using those platforms. Usually, in my opinion, they're passive and um, they're passing through time as far as uh, they're just thumbing up and down through the timeline, right? So they see a video they like. They may not be able to watch it out loud, so to speak, because they may be in a waiting room at a doctor's office or they may be in a meeting <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that they're just kind of tuning out. So in a, for them to be engaged with that video, having those titles on the um, on the screen would be extremely helpful. Sure. And 10, just by way of a summary, uh, just an uh, overarching point to making that meeting with the principles of your project is that great marketing videos are about the thing being marketed and the needs of the viewer. Great marketing videos immerse the viewer in a journey. If you can get the viewer to bite, then you can make that journey go wherever you want it to. I think it's always about the, the end user and yeah. less about the actual company. Um, so when we set out to do this, we're always about like, what is in it for them? You know, why would they want to watch this video? Um, birds of a feather flock together. So tell one person's story because there are probably thousands of people just like that individual, that, that story that you're telling. 
I'm Anne. We'll do it again next time. Thanks for listening to Think Jargon. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or post a review at iTunes. Your reviews help new listeners find our show. Have a sales question or a marketing problem that you'd like us to cover on a future episode? Contact the show at thinkjargon.com. Until next time, make sure you make the world a better place and cut through the jargon.